Welcome to Student Transitions, A Time to Thrive. Life is full of change and resulting periods of transition. And some of our big transitions begin as students, as we move through the educational process and then on to the world of work or further education, university and independent living. If we can learn as students how to thrive through transitions, we will have acquired skills that will support us through a lifetime of change and transition. So, if you're facing changes in your life as a student, listen on as we share our insights and suggestions to help you thrive in a world where change is the only constant. Hello and a very warm welcome to Successful Student Transitions. Now in this podcast, I'm excited to be talking to Ben Holmes. Ben shares his experience of two big transitions. The first, a move to university. The second, a move to Madrid for his year working abroad. Listen out as Ben talks about the challenges and issues of transition that you may relate to, such as homesickness and feeling the pressure to make friends. You'll probably also notice the enthusiasm he felt for his course and how having clarity around why he was making this educational choice really helped him to feel engaged, motivated and ultimately to settle well. Ben has quite a bit to share about the value of routine. How do you react to this and what do you feel in terms of the importance of routine in your life? As Ben goes on to talk about his move to Madrid, he reflects on how the university experience helped, but that the move to Madrid was also a whole new level of transition. As Ben describes the challenges, especially the bureaucratic ones, there is a recognition of how difficult it was, but then also a sense of pride in having made it through, recognising the life lessons it all has brought. As you listen to this conversation, note what resonates with you. Perhaps ask yourself, what are you learning through your transition experience and how has your experience been similar or different to Ben's? I'm really pleased to be here today and welcoming Ben Holmes to this conversation. Ben, hi. Hi, Louise. It's really great that you're here and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, Ben is currently a student at university, but he's also currently on his year abroad. So we're going to be talking about two um, transitions, well, perhaps more, I don't know, Ben. (laughs) I'm thinking in my mind, two transitions, one to university, one to the year abroad. And I'm really interested to hear about your experience in that sense. But would you like to start by introducing yourself? Um, Tell us a little bit about where you're at university, what you're studying and what you're doing currently in your year abroad. Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you uh, once again, Louise, for you know, inviting me to be on the podcast. It really is, you know, a, a real privilege um, to be here. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm Ben and I'm currently in my third year of studying modern and medieval languages at King's College, Cambridge. And as you know, you said, I'm currently um, on in my third year on my year abroad in Madrid. So I'm currently working as an English language assistant in a bilingual primary school here in Madrid. Fantastic. And just to share, I'm so excited that you're in Madrid because I lived in Madrid um, many years ago. That was my first transition abroad. So, yeah, that was the first time I'd moved to live abroad. I'm I'm probably going to move to relate to quite a bit of what you said. (laughs) That's good. um, (laughs) Lovely city, great city. I really, really love it. 
Okay, so Ben, let's start with um, the first transition or big transition you made, which was from home, I presume, um, sixth form. Were you you were at a today school or were you at a boarding? Oh yeah, I was at a um, yeah day school, yeah, state sixth form. So let's start and talk a little bit about that experience, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Um, Share a bit about what went well, what was good about that transition, perhaps what some challenges and struggles were as well. Absolutely. So I was, um, you know, I come from Bristol and very much one of the motivations behind me going to university was obviously, I, you know, loved French and Spanish and wanted to study that more. But equally, I wanted um, the independence and the personal development that comes from moving away. So um, I was, you know, when it came to looking at universities, you know, I wanted to go somewhere that was a bit away from home. Um, you know, so that you know meant that I'd live away um, from home. And obviously, so when I started my first year, um, to give a bit of context, it was October 2020. So, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, which you know, I'll you know, talk about you know, in, a, in a moment. I remember being generally really, really excited about going to university, um, you know, the lockdown um, through, you know, f- finishing my A-level studies prematurely actually gave me t- a bit of breathing space to kind of fall back in love with my subject. So when I actually arrived at Cambridge, you know, I was really, really excited. Um, I think as well, looking back, um, you know, I was a little bit naive, obviously, because I'd never moved away from home before. I um, you know, I thought that it, I think I underestimated the challenge. I'd been on many school trips before with school, you know, abroad on my own. So I was very much like, you know, I'm, I'm used to being, you know, away from home and, you know, I'm used to being independent. Um, but actually, you know, one thing, it really, I was a little bit surprised, actually, um, how much of an upheaval it was initially. Um, you know, obviously, you know, be, moving away from home for the very first time. And I remember saying goodbye to my parents on that, you know, first weekend was really, really quite challenging. Um, but generally, um, what surprised me um, was actually how quickly I did find my feet, actually. Um, it, as much, you know, as a challenge and upheaval as it was, I very quickly, you know, established routines and got into, you know, the swing of things relatively quickly. Um, so and I also, you know, surprised myself um, how much I p- pushed myself socially obviously this was a massive challenge given the pandemic um you know there were so many restrictions on socializing and actually one of the things that i really struggled with in my first term was homesickness and loneliness but because i was someone who followed the rules and due to you know the covid situation you could only interact with the people you lived with and you know so the people i lived with were lovely and i was so lucky with that and we did you know become very close and things but i do you know in the evenings often in you know my first term i remember from you know being in my room you know not having much to do because of the covid situation mm-hmm. um but what all of that did was um it really, for me, reinforced the importance of, you know, staying in touch with my family and friends. And that was something I do think I did very well when I moved to university. You know, I maintained regular contact with, you know, friends and family. And that those connections really, really helped me as well. And actually, through going through that, you know, period of, you know, upheaval and, you know, being for the first time on your own, really. When I moved to Madrid, for example, that the, the fact that I was on my own didn't phase me as much. So, um, you know, you have to, you know, re- you know, by pushing yourself, it increases, you know, your tolerance thresholds and it means that you know you do become more resilient so overall um you know it was challenging at times but equally you know immensely rewarding and you know i never ever ever regret my decision to move away from home if anything i think it made me grow you know so much as a person um and you know made me who i am today really so Mm -hmm. fantastic well great insights there and it's really interesting listening to you speak and thinking back on some of the podcasts we've done so far and so i just want to get right back to some of the first things you said there which was about you're excited to read the subject and um and also your reason for going to university and I think this is a really important point I want to pull out 
from this conversation because that's all around sort of purpose and having clarity about your why. And um, I know sort of from reading and speaking to some students, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really interesting to underline that and to just say and ask you, you know, how important was it to you in, psychologically to know, you know, really clearly why you were there and, and what you wanted to get from the experience? No, it's a really excellent point. And for me, it was so, so, so important. You know, for, for me, having that clarity of a direction that I've chosen, I think that's what's really important. You know, going to university, going to study French and Spanish at Cambridge was something that I wanted to do. I was the driving force behind that. And I think that meant that when I was there, not only was I so engaged and motivated, um, you know, to, to, you know, dive into all the work and things, but it meant I had that clear purpose. So, you know, when, when things, you know, were, you know, a bit challenging, getting used to, you know, I, I think academically, um, obviously it was a significant step up. Um, but, you know, in terms of, I, I really enjoyed engaging with all of my, you know, papers and things right from the get-go. And I think that really helped me settle in, having that clarity of direction, that purpose, you know, and as I said, thanks to that kind of period um, of, of lockdown, that, you know, six months outside of the mainstream, having you know a, a real time to reflect and fall back in love with my subjects i think was really really helpful i arrived at cambridge very much with a very clear sense of why i was there you know i was like you know i can't wait to explore so much about you know french and spanish culture and the language and everything and that really it as it, it was that purpose and i think i am someone you know one of the things i learned from moving to university is actually for me i need purpose so you're you're absolutely right that kind of that intrinsic motivation um, that was the driving force behind my decision you know to go to university really helped me remain grounded and, and re- yeah definitely help the transition brilliant so clarity around the purpose of the subject but also around what you hope to achieve personally in terms of you know developing that independence and and that aspect of, of university experience as well and so then the next thing you, you a bit later on you talked about routine and so this is something it's funny I had a bit of a love-hate relationship with routine because too much of it and I think oh this is boring but equally having spoken to a lot of students yeah I begin to realize that routine is is important isn't it yeah can you talk a little bit Absolutely. about what routine yeah gives you definitely definitely I think one of the challenges that I had moving away from home for the first time was decision fatigue um, you know because you know you are very much you're making decisions about everything you know from how you will because you know depending on the structure of your degree degree you know you may have a lot of non-contact time and things and you're having to you know really take control of your own work but equally the personal decisions uh you know doing your shopping planning your meals uh all, all things like that you know socializing as well you know managing your managing your time so for me routine um I, through university you know i learned that routine for me is key the re- one of the reasons um is it takes those decisions away. If I know that, you know, I get up around this time every day and, you know, I like to finish work, you know, about this time and, you know, that that helps me plan my day. It makes decisions for me. It also gives me stability. And I think, you know, when you're going through an immense period of upheaval, having that stability um, is really, really important. And I think as well, it gives you a sense of control. For me, you know, being, you know, knowing what I'm doing is so, so, so important. And routine was really helped me in that first term, you know, to, you know, be positive 
positive and you know just to you know manage my time really effectively i am someone who i'm not never constrained by my routine so there was always flexibility you know if for example someone's like oh you know do you want to you know go out tonight well obviously not during covid but you know do you want to do this tonight and stuff but like yeah absolutely you know I, I would love to i can change my plans you know last minute so there is that flexibility built in and things which is important but fundamentally you know it, it helped me it really helped me stay grounded and just know what i was doing so yeah i, I think routine finding my my own routine and that's what that's the brilliant thing about university for me to start work about 10 a.m finish at five or six then i'm done for the evening and you know going socializing and things like that that's how i work best and i'm able to do that at university equally there are some people who prefer you know work in the evening and overnight and you, you can do that so i think you know, that you know and experimenting with you know things as well i mean for me i knew that i don't work well in the evening so i never tried uh, doing that but uh, university is the time for kind of trying things out you know and things but you know i also think routine it prevents things from being overwhelming as i said link that's just decision fatigue i you know got into the habit of you know every you know when i finished work the day before looking ahead to the following day at my calendar writing down what i had you know planning the assignments i was going to do and stuff you know that that just really helped me so when i woke up in the morning i knew what i was doing and had that purpose i i can hear that and I, I kind of sense of comfort I guess that comes from, mm. from knowing what and I remember watching during the sort of COVID years watching um, a discussion about some students who were suffering from that small element of depression anxiety through the, that time you know when people were in their rooms and everything and and one of the guys had just completely lost all sort of sense mm. of routine and because mm. he could do anything whenever he wanted yeah. to he kind of wasn't doing anything. It had flipped completely the mm. other way. So that for me underlined how important, especially when you're living through that COVID mm. experience, but you know, still in, in um, the normal times, how important it is to, to think about that and to build the different elements that you want to build into your life. You know, no one's dictating what they must be, but mm. just to be conscious about it. Um, and that kind of brings me on to um, thinking about friendships and relationships. Mm. Obviously, that's one of the big challenges, and, and particularly mm. for you during COVID times, because mm. you couldn't get out and do what you would normally be doing. But um, I kind of think that because there is this kind of great big relationship fest at the beginning, you know, with freshers week in normal times and, you know, I might need to make friends, I need to be part of this in-group and get involved in this. It kind of can take over, can't it? And, it does, and your yeah. whole being becomes about mm. friendships and doing the social stuff. And then the rest suddenly gets forgotten, lost mm. um, and not scheduled in. Perhaps not so much at Cambridge, there's probably a bit more of a a structure to what you're doing but I think depending on the course this is an observation that I've made um, from talking to students you know some who have very quite structured courses perhaps because they're doing a science degree and they have let you know have labs and there's more structured elements to their week but then perhaps more on the art side where you you perhaps have more freedom about what you do and when you do it it can take over the social side can take over i don't know mm. has that been an observation you've made or i i agree with people? you um I, I, that's absolutely you know I, i've seen that for me um in first year my degree actually was rel i think it was kind of a halfway point you know there was you know a, quite a bit of contact time um and there was quite a lot of structure you know it was very regular you know we classes would repeat every week or every fortnight second year that was different but then first year my timetable was very regular um but i completely agree about that kind of pressure in freshers to kind of you know make your lifelong friends 
things. Um, I very much, um, you know, felt that pressure a little bit. You know, it's kind of one of the many, uh, you know, kind of myths that exist about going to university and things that, you know, I'm fresh as we, you know, you meet your friends for life. Um, to be honest, I met some brilliant people. Obviously, for me, again, it was different with COVID. We didn't have a yeah. fresh as we. Um, but, you know, the people that I met in my first time, you know, were really, really, you know, great people. But to be honest with you, the, my real friends that I've made at university, it, it took quite a bit of time because, you know, you just through doing, you know, clubs and joining societies over the course of the, your, your degree, you know, you just happen to meet people who, you know, some of whom will be similar to you and, and things like that. So. I made my, you know, the people I'm, you know, in regular contact with now from university are people I would say that I met, you know, towards the end of first year and actually through my second year, really, um, you know, and I'm still meeting them, you know, still meeting them, like, you know, being on my year abroad, people from my, you know, from Cambridge and different colleges who I've never, you know, seen before or might have only had a few classes with or something, you know, have messaged me and said, oh, you know, I see you're in Madrid, you know, would you like to meet up? And actually, you know, found out that, you know, we're actually, you know, really, really good friends. So I think, you know, friendship is something at university that things just happen, really, you know, and, you know, you will always, I think from my experience, I've been seeing the experience of my friends, you will always find people you know you know like, like that as i said you know for me with covid it, you know first year was a bit of a write-off with that still met some lovely people that i was living with so you know really really mm-hmm. great that but um you know it you know you may meet you know in freshers you know you may meet the people who you know you, you kind of you know spend all your you know, time with but i think you know a lot of the time that doesn't happen you know you, you tend to you know it takes a bit of time to meet people when you discover what you enjoy and you start doing that you know that's when you know things like that happen so you know yeah, yeah. I think that's lovely because that really underlies the importance of being open to mm. new friendships and um, and 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 making that connection with your interests because often that's a source of you know like-minded people. Um, but also knowing that your friendships evolve over time mm. and you know things will change. Um, so it's never a done the done deal. Exactly. You know? And I think that's really important for anyone who's listening and feeling perhaps oh you know my friendships aren't quite right. Just keep on making those connections, keep on doing the things you enjoy and that interest you. And through that, as long as you're friendly and chatty and open to friendships, you you will make friends, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, really important point. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, I don't know whether I asked you this question, but what surprised you? Was there anything about your experience that surprised you? Obviously, COVID. But what else about the university experience, taking COVID out, I suppose? I think there were certain things that surprised me about myself, actually. Um, I really positively surprised myself with actually how much I pushed myself socially. You know, at secondary Mm -hmm. school, I was very much someone who, you know, was, you know, relatively reserved and, you know, wouldn't, you know, go out of their comfort zone too much. Whereas when I went to university, I was really open with people. And my attitude was always if someone invites me to do something, as long as it's not, you know, dangerous, you know, I'll, you know, I'll say yes. And um, that really helped actually having that attitude. It meant that, you know, I met a lot of different people, you know, Mm-hmm. as many as I could really in my you know first year even my second year and as, as you said you know if you're just a you know nice open person you know you'll get on with people it may take you know a bit longer to find the people who you really really click with but you know you'll find people you can you know spend spend time with and things so that yeah. really um surprised me positively on the other hand I think one thing that um surprised me was actually the scale of upheaval um that it was moving to university I think I very much went in as everyone you know probably does you know um you know you're not aware of it because you've never gone through well I hadn't gone through and that period of upheaval before because you know you're moving to a completely different you know place you're in a completely different um you know system you know uh, for me obviously I you know I wasn't you know with my family or anything you know I didn't know anyone at Cambridge when I started so um it was I remember actually arriving um 
yeah, for, on them the first day that we, we got there with my parents. I remember going into my room and suddenly I felt this real, it really hit me physically, like in my stomach, that kind of, you know, the nerve. I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to be left here, <laughs> you know, like, you know, my parents. And that really, I did find that quite overwhelming, to be honest with you. And I wasn't expecting that. And actually, um, prior to going to university, I'd never had kind of like physical stress, like in my stomach and things like that. Like I, I'd never, you know, had that before. But to be honest with you, um, again, I was really, really um, you know, surprised by how quickly I did find my feet through, you know, maintaining routine and through, you know, um, you know, engaging with, you know, university life and things and through maintaining contact with my family and my friends. It certainly made things uh, you know, easier. So um, I didn't have, you know, I, it wasn't overwhelming for the entirety you know, of things. I, yeah. I did I think that I adapted. Re I, actually, that was another thing that surprised me, how quickly I adapted to life away from home and, you know, two things like that. So again, you know, a few yeah. first days when I arrived and stuff, you know, a little bit, you know, rocky getting used to everything, but very, very quickly once term began and once, you know, I met people, it ended up being fine. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, is there anything you would have done differently? I, yeah, there is actually, and I think not putting so much pressure on myself. Um, I think because you often, you know, hear these kind of, you know, myths about you meet all, you know, your friends in Freshers Weekend, that, that fear of missing out, I think, uh, you know, and I am a very self-critical person, um, but I think if I were to do the university transition again, the one thing that I would have done differently is, um, you know, not being so harsh on myself. You know, obviously with COVID and things, it was really, really difficult to, you know, meet people. And I, as I said, you know, looking back, I did struggle with you know, loneliness you know, in that first term, which was a product of COVID. Had it not been for that, I, I probably may not have been that. And I remember at times being quite you know, critical of myself, thinking, oh, you know, I should be making more of an effort. You know, I should be, you know, doing, you know, all those sorts of things. I think I wish I hadn't been that critical of myself because, you know, looking back now, you know, I've made some brilliant friends over the course of the past, you know, two, you know, two and a half years. And those have just, you know, happened, um, you know. So I think just knowing that, you know, things will all, fall into place um, and everything will all be fine I mm. think you know, it would have helped me you know not put so much pressure on myself to kind of live the experience that everyone expects you, you know like kind of glorified experience um, you know, if, you know when actually the reality you know there are immense highs but equally there are challenging points so I think mm. so not being not being um if I you know if I wasn't feeling great you know one day or something like not being harsh on myself being like that's normal you know we all go you know for ups and downs in life and things and as long as it's not the stained period of um you know depression or something like that um actually that's normal not to be feeling if, if you are just you know one evening feeling a bit down that's fine you know you don't you, yeah. you know you're not doing anything wrong that's absolutely fine um so yeah just being less critical about things like that really yeah yeah i, I can relate to having spoken to many students about the FOMO so the fear of missing mm. out you know i think that is particularly in that first term that's a real mm. um sense isn't it that oh you know, perhaps you're not feeling brilliant and actually what you mm. really would like to do is spend the evening on your own in your bedroom exactly. watching a rubbish film or yeah. comforting type of film <laughs> but you feel you've got to get out there because um, exactly. you exactly. might miss something the reality is you probably won't miss anything important and exactly. that's, that's what you feel like doing just be mm. what you feel like doing and sometimes it is about just being rather than pushing all the time I, think I completely agree with you I think it's really important like to just listen to yourself and to what you want to do and I think you know obviously it is important to push yourself and you know you know to, to meet people and things like that but equally to listen to yourself and you know if, if you're not feeling you know up for it you know you don't feel pressured to do it you're absolutely yeah. right yeah yeah 
Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you for that walk through your transition to university. So let's move on then to now you've moved for your year abroad. Are you in Madrid for a year or are you? Yes, for the whole yes. year. Yes. yes. For the yes. Whole year. OK, so tell us a little bit about that experience um, in terms of so just explain what you're doing in Madrid and, and the, the work you're doing. But then also let's start with some of the similarities. What from what you've learned in terms of your transition to university has been helpful um, mm. and similar in the transition to this new experience in Madrid? Um, I'm currently working as an English language assistant uh, through the British Council. Um, and the reason why I chose that and PATH was because um, I want to you know, be a teacher, I want to work in education in the future. Um, I could not bear another year of studying. I wanted a break. Um, <laughs> and also, um, you know, again, I, I felt I felt that with the British Council, it was a more you know structured approach in the sense that, you know, you'd get, you know, more support, things like that with the bureaucracy. And, you know, I have to be honest with you, my university transition has really helped my year abroad. Um, the year abroad has been um, a whole new level of transition, you know, being in a completely different country. Um, but there have been the knowledge, uh, you know, kind of having had the experience of going to university and actually, you know, knowing that I settled in well. You know, it took a little bit of time to get used to things, but it was all fine in the end. And I met people and, you know, I had a good time. I think having that knowledge really reduced um you know some of the worries that i had you know before going to university when i arrived here i wasn't worried about you know meeting people you know i wasn't worried uh, about you know finding my feet really um i knew having had that university transition i was under no illusions as to what a period of upheaval it would be moving to a different country um and certainly in the first couple of weeks or so, um, I remember, as I said, feeling that kind of, you know, like that physical anxiety, you know, my, my stomach mm -hmm. and things like that, that I hadn't experienced since going to university for the first time. Um, the differences obviously were that I was in a completely different country. Following Brexit, um, you know, things are much more challenging when it comes to bureaucracy and things. And very much the attitude of, you know, the, you know, all the different parties involved in the place of the British Council, you know, the Madrid Educational Authorities is like, it's, you're not our responsibility, you know, so it was very much, it oh, felt times like, and whereas at university, you, you do have that support network, you know, mm -hmm. it felt at times here, maybe that's just my own experience, but that it was very much, I was on my own. You know, in terms of navigating this quite, you know, intimidating, um, you know, um, bureaucratic system. I've been really, really lucky in the sense that, you know, the, the people that I'm living with, and, you know, and my landlady and her family have been really, really supportive. And that has really, really helped. So I have had that support network. And since I started at the school, the teachers have been really, really lovely. I'm actually one of six assistants in the school, which is great. So it means that we have that little community as well. So, um, you know, everyone has been really, really supportive and, you know, things like that. So... In terms of the um, decision fatigue, um, again, a challenge, you know, in going to university, that has also been, you know, a case here. Um, more so in sense at university, I'm used to, we have this brilliant dining hall and I'm used just to every day, you know, whenever I want to, just rocking down there, getting my food and coming back to my room. Not, not really having to be thinking about, oh, yeah, you know, what do I need to buy? Things like that. I've had to do that this time. Um, and also just, you know, I'm not living in the accommodation. So, you know, having to, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm following, you know, the terms of I'm having a you know rental agreement, which I've never had, you know, had before and just, you know, things like that. And also just being in employment, really. Uh, you know, I've done, you know, a lot of volunteering in secondary schools before, but it is, you know, it's a different dynamic when you are receiving a salary, you know, for your work and, you know, you know, learning to kind of, you know, behave, you know, well, act in that, you know, kind of professional setting um, as well as the difference from going, you know, to, to university and things, but something that you know I have really really enjoyed um I think at times um the stresses here have been different to at university um at university I would argue the stresses are more obviously academic and um you know sometimes you know a bit more you know personal and things like that 
the personal challenges exist here but you know at times when i first arrived and you know i needed to get a spanish sim card because you know my phone contract you know wouldn't work from the uk i needed to get a spanish bank account otherwise i wouldn't get paid you know the stakes for the basic things here were a lot higher if you got in terms of like survival and things yeah. um, than they were yeah. in the uk so that kind of it took a little bit of time to feel properly safe here you know uh, it, not not in terms of you know in danger of my life or anything but just in terms of the you know the bureaucracy and everything you know kind of you know getting everything i needed to to function as a citizen um you know in spain obviously didn't have to do that you know at university and things um so mm -hmm. that was a new kind of level um, of challenge and again having to do it all yourself you know you yeah. are the person who has to go to his appointment you are the person who has to um you know and get speech to you know all these, you know these people and get things sorted um you know that's yes there is a certain degree of that at university, but, you know, equally, you know, it is your country and, you know, there are people at university who can help, you know, your family and stuff, whereas here that hasn't been the case. But when you do, you know, rise to those challenges and it all goes fine, it is a really, really rewarding um, experience. And I've only been here two months, but when, you know, when I return you know, to the UK in a few days time, I'm really looking forward to kind of the feeling that sense of achievement that I've managed to do all of these, you know, things, mm -hmm. you know, myself, really. Fantastic. Yeah. So I think that for me, that's one really important point, And that is um, taking time to recognise the achievement, mm. whether it's the transition to university or now transition to a year abroad. So taking time to look back and think, yeah, what, where have I, where was I and where am I now? And what have I achieved mm. through this, these months? Because it is a massive change either. Mm. Um, obviously, you have all the like, bureaucracy with moves to Spain as well. And um, so being aware of that and, and, and recognising that as, yeah, a, a set of major achievements. And I, I'm really interested to what you say about the bureaucracy. And I'm just wondering if there's a learning point there for other people who are listening, who are going to go and work abroad somewhere. How much support did you get before you left in terms of understanding the bureaucratic steps and what you needed yeah. to do? It's a really, really excellent question. Um, in the context of Spain, um, it was very challenging. So the British Council did give for the visa, um, which was, you know, one massive month long headache. Um, but for getting the visa, the British Council did compile guidance for that, which was very useful. But when I arrived here, I didn't, you know, the advice that I got, I got no advice from them about, you know, opening a phone, you know, getting a phone number or, you know, getting a bank account or the um, child petition certificate I needed to get myself. So it was very much on my own for that. Luckily, through being one of six assistants, you know, the assistants, you know, we had a group chat before, you know, I came out here and they were all really helpful, you know, sharing advice and things. So, you know, I think. You know, that's why it's really important to, you know, make contacts, you know, when you get here, for example, one of my one of my friends, you know, at the school was like, oh, yeah, you know, here's this really good website, you know, City Life in Madrid, go there and, you know, you can all your questions will be answered. So, you know, I think support, you know, is there. You know, I think it depends. I've got, you know, friends who've gone to a year abroad in France and, you know, the French government's website for visas is, you know, so much more comprehensive and helpful than, you know, the Spanish equivalent. So I do I do think maybe the bureaucratic thing is just you know well i mean no country bureaucracy is perfect but you know especially the lack of standardization is, is potentially you know something just you know spain is notorious for but um you know in general i think um, you know just make one thing that really was so important was um, you know being prepared um you know and, and again in the context of the spanish thing it was incredibly frustrating you know i spent months trying to get the relevant documents and things and you know it often you know, looking back on just, you know, the month, the several months long, pro, you know, process to get a visa and things, you know, it was, you know, just kind of one headache after another, but I did it. 
And, you know, I, I learned, I made mistakes at times, but, you know, equally, you know, I got it all sorted. I got a visa in the end and I got out here and I've had, you know, issues with that touch wood. So, uh, you know, that's all, um, that's been really rewarding. So I think, and again, that was really useful because it was all on me to do that. And I think yeah. actually looking back on that, in a way, it was challenging at the time, but really good for me to actually force me to take control of this process myself you know it's all on me and i you know sorted it all out and things and i think that's you know a really important lesson for life there's yeah. not always going to be someone holding your hand there's not always going to be someone saying right this is what you need to do you know for here obviously you know the stakes are higher and the stress when you are moving to a different country but the, you know the the the, the, the lesson still the same you know, when I returned to the UK, um, you know, I think through having that experience of knowing that I can organise it, sort it out myself with and piece together very conflicting, confusing, um, you know, <laughs> unclear, you know, um, strands of information together. But I, I was able to do that. You know, it gives me the confidence to know that actually when I have to deal with, you know, things back home in the UK or, you know, any other time in my life, I've done it, you know, here in Spain so yeah. I can do that. So I do think yeah. in, a, in a weird way, I am grateful for the challenge like it you know and also it made me you know it makes you really whenever you go through that challenge it really makes you appreciate when things are all sorted and things so you know i do i'm you know i certainly you know it was stressful at the time but i don't regret it and there's nothing i would have done differently i'm you know thrilled to be in spain and you know i'm really enjoying my time so i would never um you know it was never a reason to put someone off going to Spain. You know, I'd fully recommend you no, coming no. if you want to. Yeah, things. yeah. You know, the, the thing with moving abroad, having done it a number of times myself, it you don't often you don't know the questions to ask until you're actually mm, there in yes. the situation. So mm. it's all very well saying be better prepared, but actually, I mean, That's yeah, you can be right. better prepared perhaps by asking other people, having it, making those contacts, mm. as you said, talking to people, and there is always someone who's gone before you, so you can ask them exactly. you know, what are the relevant things I need to think about. So it's really, I, I would say to anyone who's planning a year abroad, you know, do take that time before you go to talk to mm. people, to learn about the place that you're going to, and as much as you can about the, the bureaucracy bureaucracy mm. and all the challenges in that respect but equally go with an open mind because you're probably going to find this is the there'll thing. be some additional things that no one's thought to tell you or have changed and therefore you know they you're don't absolutely know to tell you. right and I think you know once I, I got myself quite you know stressed you know overthinking everything when I was in the UK like, oh my god you know will I find like a gym here or you know what were the shots that you know just like silly things like that and actually you know, it's when you're actually in that place that you're in a position to, you know, sort those things out and things. Yeah. And I, I, you know, part of me wishes that I'd have just, well, obviously it's very difficult, but, you know, I wouldn't have changed anything differently in my preparation, apart from maybe just being like, you know what, you know, everything will all be sorted. And there are always people who can help you, you know, when I've had to go into the banks, when I've had to go into places, people have been really helpful, which has been great, you know, like I've, you know, whenever I've had anything that I need to be sought out. So actually learning uh, just to have the confidence to ask for help has been a really important lesson. And, you know, something that, you know, I've, you know, you know, that I've taken away from that. So, you know, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, brilliant. And we have a podcast episode on asking for help. So <laughs> because often we forget to ask for help mm. and actually people generally around the world are very, very happy to mm. ask for help. Um, exactly. Um, so, yeah, just ask. Um, and I think the important thing also to say is talking about achievement. And I think once you've sort of done this and you've moved abroad and you have that template in your mind about what it is like to move, such a valuable life lesson, something that you will take and carry forward. So do you know what helps you through change? So these are massive change experiences. Mm. So are there three or four things that you can identify that have helped you through um, these two massive changes in your life? 
Absolutely, definitely. I think the first thing, um, as I've you know, talked about, is for me, the importance of routine. Uh, you know, as soon as I arrived at Cambridge and also in Madrid, um, I, you know, very quickly got myself into um, a routine. And again, that really helped as you know, I've talked about, you know, reduced decision fatigue and giving that sense of comfort and control at the time when things are very much um, up in the air. I think the second thing is um, knowing what, you know, that knowing um, what makes you happy, what keeps you physically and mentally um, fit. For me, um, you know, I really enjoy running at the gym. That that's something that is really a really important outlet for me when I'm being stressed and things. So when I got here. Yeah. It was one of the, my priorities was, you know, finding a gym and getting enrolled there and just knowing that I have that place to, you know, go just to, you know, help myself, you know, and maintain that, you know, mental stability. So I think just knowing, um, you know, what is important to you and what makes you happy and finding that is the second thing um, that I recommend. Um, the third thing um, that has helped me is um, maintaining, you know, contact with people back home, friends and family. Um, you know, it really, really helped, you know, throughout my transition to university and also here, just, you know, being in regular contact with, um, you know, my parents, you know, family members and friends. And, you know, it's not a um, it's not a sign of weakness, you know, and maintain that regular contact. You know, it's, you know, it's really helped, you know, just having someone who you can, uh, you know, talk to, you know, about your experience and to kind of, you know, let off steam and sharing any challenges you're having. But equally showing successes and you know the achievements is really really rewarding so you know it can especially you know there might, it can often seem a lot of things you know, going on when you know you move away and things but actually you know making the you know the time to you know keep in contact with people um you know that is really really valuable so i think from, that would be the third thing yeah maintaining that regular contact fantastic brilliant and uh, yes that's one thing that um we had a session on relationships and one of the the points that we also made was that you know okay you're focused on developing new relationships in your new new location mm. but you know, don't forget the value of the no. things you already have and maintain those yeah and build those connections as well um okay so i kind of think my next question was going to be what advice would you share for students i think you, you know there's three um three things that you've identified there so have a routine know what makes you happy, maintain your contact, anything else, any other bit of advice in terms of summary that you would offer? Absolutely. I think um, I remember um, when I um, you know, went to Cambridge, we um, have this like college parent system where basically uh, when you're a first year, you have two students in your second year who, um, you know, like, you know, take you on to, you know, are people you can ask, you know, any questions. And my college dad's advice to me was just be you and you know, do what you want to do. And I think, you know, that was something um, that really helped me and I'd like to pass on. I think, um, you know, there are often a lot of pressures, um, you know, um, you know, unwritten expectations for, you know, university a year abroad, um, you know, that, you know, you have to be, you know, university going out every night and, you know, you know, really, you know, doing all that sort of things and, you know, year abroad have to be having the best time all the time. These are unrealistic expectations. And actually, you know, it's really important to know what you want to do and to do that. It is important, you know, not to be stubborn and, you know, to, you know, push it, you know, to, to meet people and, you know, may go out your comfort zone a little bit, absolutely, but but not to change who you are, um, you know, so it's, it's important to, you know, try new things and stuff. But if you know that actually, you know, what someone's invited you to do is, you know, that's completely something you don't want to do. There's no nothing wrong with not doing that. So I think just being true to yourself um, and doing, you know, what you feel comfortable with and, you know, yeah push yourself a little bit but not you know thrusting yourself out of your comfort zone I think is really important yeah. so just being yeah. you yeah I think unrealistic expectations for any transition whether it's to mm. university to living abroad that was one of the big ones for mm. for me when I moved abroad I realized very quickly that you can build in your mind these mm. amazing expectations 
but of course it's life still life has ups and downs some days are good mm. some days are bad and that follows you wherever you are in the world so remembering that and being open to that is important i think so exactly for that um okay so final question then i think we have to draw the conversation to an end it's been really interesting thank you for sharing so much but so just looking back on this period what have been the, the key benefits for you do you think Absolutely. Um, when I look back at both moving to university and moving away on my year abroad, I've you know talked about the challenges, but I never once regret my decisions to do these things. And you know, I look back and I see the personal growth that you know I've kind of gone through. Um, you know, when I look at the you know the eighteen year old who arrived at you know Cambridge in October twenty twenty compared to uh, you know me now, outwardly there's not been much of a transition, but internally, um, so much has evolved and grown. And you know, I'm so much you know of a different person. Um, you know, which I you know i'm really really grateful for i'm so much more resilient uh, my resilience has you know been really really strengthened um, you know and tested by both of these experiences but that's you know going to serve me well you know for the rest of you know my life hopefully and i think as well i've really surprised myself that you know i am a capable person in terms of you know when i have to deal with you know scary bureaucratic situations or things that yeah i can deal with that and you know it's absolutely yeah. fine like, i can rely on myself to get things sorted i think that's a really rewarding um a really rewarding um, you know experience and you know i've learned a lot about myself as well um you know i think that's a brilliant thing about you know going away you know moving away um, you know to university or you know abroad i think you know i've really learned um you know what is important to me um, you know what i want in my life and actually um you know how you know how i want to lead you know my life and i think those are really really you know valuable lessons so as well as the personal development the resilience that you know that i've grown and everything and just the general strategies for dealing with you know challenging life situations i think just you know learning more about myself um and you know what makes me happy and you know what is you know important for me in life has been a really valuable lesson that i don't think i would have you know gained through having such you know momentous uh, you know periods of upheaval yeah brilliant well and i suppose what comes through to me listening to all that you share today is that you obviously have quite a high level of personal awareness and and willingness to reflect on on the experience and what's worked for you and what you've learned from it oh, and i think you. that's another thing to really highlight for people yeah yeah um do take time to do that and to recognize achievements mm. accomplishments and and what has been the positive outcome of sometimes mm. challenging experiences um because there are always positives there too exactly and yeah yeah so fantastic thank you so much for sharing your experience um and i wish you all the best for the rest of your year in madrid enjoy um I'm sure you will <laughs> <laughs> um but it's been a real pleasure talking to you today thank you thank you very much ben well thank you it's been a real privilege to you know be invited i've really enjoyed our conversation so thank you louise it's been a real privilege thank you So thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you have enjoyed this conversation. I think Ben shows a really high level of self-awareness and demonstrates the benefit of self-reflection and taking time to recognise achievements and accomplishments. And I hope that you have the time to do that too, because it really can be very beneficial. Now, you may find it helpful to go back to series one, episodes one to ten, and to listen to some of those episodes. But in particular, you may find the following, following ones um, helpful as they cover similar themes to the ones that we discussed in the episode today. 
So episode one and two, Beat the Transitions Blues and Riding the Waves of Change are great in helping us to think through the experience of change and transition. The ups and the downs, the stretch and the learning that can arise and in particular in podcast two, the value of routines, which is relevant to this conversation. Ben talked about the value of knowing why he had made the choices he'd made and episode four, What Matters to You, will help you to think that through too, to help you identify your why for your next or current transition and think about what is most important to you about that experience. Ben talked about how at times he recognised he was being a bit tough and harsh on himself. And if you have a tendency to do the same, then episode five, Nurturing Self-Compassion, may be helpful to you. Now, in negotiating all the bureaucratic challenges, Ben realised it really helped to ask for help and that people were actually very keen to provide that help when asked. Episode six is on exactly that subject, why it helps to ask, so that may be worth a listen too. Finally, if developing friendships is a current interest of yours, then episode nine, nurturing supportive relationships will be a worthwhile listen too. Now, all episodes have an accompanying think sheet, which is designed to help you think through the content of the podcast episode and apply it to your situation. You can buy the full set of 10 think sheets, one for each episode in series one, by going to louisewiles.com. That's louisewiles, W-I-L-E-S.com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions and clicking on the Think Sheet tab. So thank you so much for listening. Wish you all well for a great week. Take care. Bye-bye for now.